0: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com.
1: For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2.13% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.
2: The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Let's get around. It's time for the sanctuary of sweet truth.
1: Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and welcome to the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. As always, my co-host is Sugar Shane. What's up, man? Oh, not much. How about you? I'm doing okay, and sitting in with us, as he often does, is Jack Casey. What's up?
3: Hey, guys. How you doing?
1: Doing all right. Just let everyone know if you're catching us for the first time, we are live twice a week, Monday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on Spreaker, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and also on iTunes, or as it's called now, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, well, it's getting close to, this is already December 3rd. 22 days. Yeah, uh, you guys ready for Christmas? I mean, I know that's all kind of a generic question, but I never am. I, I hate Christmas. I, I, I well, I don't say I hate Christmas, but I hate everything that comes with it.
3: Shopping. I'm kind of in shit. the same boat as you, Bob, or Billy. I, uh, I mean, well, now that I'm not in retail anymore, it's not as bad. I yeah, will say yeah. that. I mean, um, you know, I still got to go Christmas shopping and all that, but you know, I got plenty of time to do that. Might just do it all over Amazon this year. Yeah. Say screw it, you know, because I'm home, so less of a chance of one of my packages getting stolen. So there's that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh I'm not fond of shopping either. If I had my way about it, I'd just do all my shopping online. I don't care nothing about
1: yeah. it going out. It, it, yeah. it Depends on what it is. Um, I big items that are you know technical. I I every once in a while I'll make a big purchase and that, that I like to have my hands on a little bit. Right. Um.
3: But most no, I'm the if, same if we, way. Yeah, the most, same way, man, like a laptop or something. I want to see it. I want to be able to like see how heavy yeah. it is and all that, you know. Instead of yeah, just yeah. getting it blind.
1: Yeah, and um, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for supporting brick and mortar stores, especially when they have invested in knowledgeable salespeople. Uh, but beyond that, everyday items like toilet paper and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to. <laughs> well, you need to check. Trips. You might need to check to see how many. Uh, how much ply there's there, you know. Yeah, that's true. You might want, you know. Yeah, that is true. You might want to squeeze the You may want to squeeze it. Yeah, you may (laughs) want to squeeze it. But uh, I'm not that particular about it. So as long as it does its job, that's all I care about.
2: I'm Uh, particular about it that I don't want no thin-ass toilet paper, man. I can't stand stand that super thin shit.
1: Well, by the same token, I I don't like that stuff that's like, you know... Not to be crude here, but like you're wiping yourself with a towel. I, I don't like it that thick either. Oh, you know? okay,
2: yeah. Yeah,
3: if I want to wipe my ass with Grandma's quilt, I'll go down to like you know Columbus <laughs> and steal one from her.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Jack. I got a question for you. Does the uh, does the uh, uh, the the paper does it feed from the uh, inside, like towards the wall, or on the outside?
3: You know, I'm one of those people who doesn't really care. I usually okay. do it from the outside. Um but because i often have my window open so yeah. if i do it from the inside it will blow the toilet paper roll because it's right below the window and then uh-huh. i have a bunch of toilet paper all over the floor oh, okay. uh, now what i don't do is what my girlfriend sometimes does where she will take a roll and um set it on top of the empty roll which oh. drives me nuts it's like dude just just replace the roll you have to pop the spring <laughs> out put it in and that's it <laughs> Uh, you know, I see that it kind of makes my eyeball twitch a little bit, but I mean, you know, people get in these huge debates over it, and honestly, yeah. I just, I don't have it in me to really care too much. Yeah, about it that. doesn't
2: matter to me. Either. Doesn't matter to you, Shane? Nah, I guess one argument
3: okay. is that if you have it, um, if you have it toward the inside, like if you have a cat that likes to, you know, mess with the toilet paper roll, they won't be able to unroll it as easily. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Dexter, I was going to say my uh our cat here. He's he's pretty well. He'll tear it up no matter what it is. Uh but uh the <laughs> the thing with me is is that when it's on the inside, when it's against the wall, I can't ever you can't ever find the end of it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh when it's on the outside, you can find the end of it a lot
3: easier. So, but anyway. Oh, the worst is when you get a new roll and it's yeah. like adhesive on it like the slight oh, yeah, it's the like a post-it note. Well, you, like, end up tearing, like, strips of it. And then eventually you just kind of say, screw it, tear across the top. And you have this, like, extra thick piece because you got to unroll it. And you're not going to just throw it in the garbage because, you know, that's a waste. Right, um, right, right. That takes forever to get it to, you know, actually give you both ply. I don't know. it's annoying. It happens to me a lot.
1: Yeah, I uh I wanted to talk about a couple of things here today. We're going to kind of go through some things here. But um, obviously... Um, the big news, I guess, what's dominating the news cycle right now is the death of uh, 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 President Bush, Herbert Walker. Yeah. Um, I, I've i always felt in, in listening to uh, a lot of the pundits online, I, I you know, it's like this. They made this discovery by researching him that he was a pretty decent guy. I, I that doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. Yeah. Um I I always felt that his presidency was uh, a very good one. He, uh, I would have to say in terms of, um, you know, foreign policy, he was one of the best presidents we've had. He, uh, uh, I, I believe he handled, uh, he, he got criticized at the time for not taking Saddam Hussein out. But he said right from the very beginning that taking over that country was one thing, policing it was another. I mean, he right. he, he knew that right from the very beginning. Yeah, and it has and been he, a big problem. Oh, yeah, of course it has. And he, and he was he always hoped that the that as time went on that that the uh, people of Iraq would take out Saddam on their own, but that never happened. Yeah, you don't so. I never understand why
2: I can't understand that kind of fear. Because if I had if if, if one guy was ruling something and I knew I had a chance to I'd get a couple of buddies together and pop a cap in his ass. Yeah. I mean, damn.
1: I mean, overruling, you know. Yeah, the, the I agree with that. It seems like the obvious thing to do, but you have to keep in mind that they are so authoritarian and they have so many loyal people that it's hard to do yourself. And you don't dare whisper it to somebody because no, that no. might be a person that's going to get you killed. Right.
3: So um, it's... Well, the thing is, if you're an average citizen, too, do you really have it in you to risk your life like that over trying to take someone out? I mean, there's a reason that most of the assassination attempts or assassinations in pretty much any country's history have been done by somebody who is mentally ill. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much have to... And Kennedy, unfortunately, very tragically predicted this in some degree uh when he said that when someone is willing to trade their life for yours there's only so much you can do to stop them yeah and uh uh yeah so i mean yeah but what i was referring to was someone in his inner circle like hitler there were a number of conspiracies uh within the uh, the nazi party to take him out before he destroyed germany and uh uh he was very ruthless when he broke those apart the the one uh, the most famous incident was the bombing incident where a bomb was placed under the table mm-hmm. and uh you know those those were nazis who were by what I would say were on the right side of history they knew that 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 man was out of control and uh uh but unfortunately it cost them their lives so yeah. Uh, but Bush also, in terms of his foreign policy, uh, presided over the the uh, end of the Cold War. And he did it very gracefully. A lot of people, uh, I, I watched uh, 60 Minutes, and this is how President Obama put it. President Obama put it that a lot of ex- people expected him to spike the ball, as it were, with uh, uh, the Soviet Union. Hey, we won, you know, in your face. And he didn't do that. He knew that there was a lot of work to be done with Russia, that it was still going to be problematic for very, years, uh, for, uh, very much for years to come. And he handled that uh, very well. And a lot of people don't understand this today, but there were a lot of people in, in Europe, throughout Europe, who were very nervous about a unified Germany. And, uh, and it might seem kind of silly now, but you have to understand that uh, what those people had been through through, through the entire century in Europe, um, he also uh, became a very calming force in, in, the, in the shape that, that Europe is in today. And uh, what cost him the election was actually, uh, of course, the economy. And I always felt bad because the read, uh, read my lips, no new taxes... Um, in that same interview, his son uh, George Bush said that uh, it wasn't so much that the general election was affected by that, but his base was. He had a fractured base because a lot of the diehard conservatives were really upset that he he raised taxes. Right. But the fact, but the fact of the matter is, and this is my opinion, the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of times what we hear in regard to George Bush the elder is, uh, you know, the Reagan Bush years. But economically, uh, it's more the Bush-Clinton years. Bush was more aligned with the economic policies of Clinton than he was with Reagan, in my opinion. Hmm. And that's why raising taxes in 1990 or the, or whenever it was there was the right decision.
3: And that's he, one thing that I kind of respect him for too is that you know he found out that he'd kind of made a mistake saying no new taxes when we needed the extra tax money, and just bit his lip and you know just went and he did the right him. thing for the country. Exactly,
1: and uh, w- what I always felt bad about was he worked out a deal with a Democrat with the Democrats at the time, and it, it was not only an increase in taxes, but it was a cut in spending. So he did both, and um, it was the right thing for the country. It set the uh, path for a very good 1990s, and uh, unfortunately, he was already out of office when that started to become very clear that he had done the right thing. And what I always feel bad about was a lot of Democrats, you know, wanted to do this uh, bipartisan action to for this tax bill. And then they turned around and stabbed him in the back in 1992 and it kept reminding everybody about read my lips. They kind of made him pay for that yeah, um, in a way that I felt was very unjust. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, he, he reached across the, the aisle to work with you. He worked with you. He, he compromised with you. And then you turn around. And remind everybody that he uh, made the pledge about Read My Lips, No New Taxes. I felt it was that that was uh, an understand, underhanded way that uh, history treated him. Hmm. But anyway, uh, I believe he was a good president. I believe he was much better president than his son was. Yeah. And, and um, uh, his kind, I, and I never really considered this either until I listened to some of the, the pundits, but his kind being from the. Uh, The last president from what we call the uh, the greatest generation. He's he's the last one. Yeah. So um, you know, fought for his country. A lot of people may not know that. Oh yeah, yeah, he was one of one of the youngest fighter pilots in World War II. Um, and his uh uh uh, his flight um partners were killed in the crash that he was in. Yeah, he didn't have Um, bone spurs. Say that again. He didn't have bone spurs. No, no, bones and man. He, he got right in there. He's one of the young guys that uh, that uh, uh, went in there, and he probably could have gone to college. He probably could have gotten a deferment. He came from a privileged family, um, but he did not take advantage of that. He uh, he served his country and uh, uh, was a very humble uh, man, a very good president. And uh, like I said, I, I there's been a lot of talk about the. And I'll ask your opinion about this, Jack, because you kinda follow this. Uh there's been a lot of criticism of the the praise of um you know President Bush in in, in a veiled way to criticize Trump. You know, the 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 under the, the subtext to a lot of this praise about President Bush has been a stab at a criticism of Trump. Would you agree with that?
3: Oh it's kinda underhanded. I mean there it's it seems to me more of a comparison of, like, look at this guy who tried to be honorable and, you know, looked like, or, you know, seemed to care about the country versus, you know, this bloated asshole we have now who, you know, yeah. is everything in for himself. And uh, I've noticed that a lot of these people making these criticisms, too, are a lot younger. Um, so even younger than me. And so a lot of them weren't around for yeah. me. I mean, H.W., you know, was a president when I was a lot younger. I was probably sure. what, I was eight, eight years old when he left office. But, um, yeah, it's just, it seems like it, people try and take any chance they can at taking a pot shot at Trump these days. You know, when he yeah. just seems like such an easy target anymore, it kind of bores me at this point. I mean, I'm yeah, not defending yeah. him. I, don't, I despise him. No, personally. you're
1: exactly but right. You're exactly right.
3: Um, I've seen some of that, and I've also seen other people saying, well, he started the Iraq war, and he started this. And, I mean, a lot of these people just don't know history. In fact, right. I'm one of those people who thinks that we should have just left Saddam alone and left him in power. Because he kept the region, you know, between the Shiites and the... Uh, yeah,
1: uh, you needed a strong man there.
3: Yeah, he was he was in the middle, and he kept them kind of, uh, what do you call it, balanced against each other. So sure. there wasn't, you know, mass chaos. There, I mean, yeah, sure, he did gas a bunch of Kurds, he did do some other stuff, but I mean, how many people has our military killed? How many civilians yeah. have we killed? And no one seems to care about that, you know. Yeah. So... Um, personally, I think he was probably our last good Republican president. <laughs> I mean, he—you know—I I don't really agree with everything that he did, but um, as I said, he seemed to care. He seemed to yeah. want to do what's best for the country by you know reaching across the aisle, and that's just something you don't see anymore. He didn't give arrogant—he right.
2: did, he didn't give arrogant ass speeches.
1: So, right. Yeah, he—he didn't give arrogant speeches, is
2: that yeah.
1: What you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was humble
2: when he spoke.
3: One, like, thing his, uh, one thing that I'll say bothers me about is uh, one thing I'll say bothers me about his presidential uh, camp or administration is that he did kind of fast forward the war on drugs and perpetuate it into a bigger thing. In fact, he uh for that one TV commercial where you know that famous one where he has the bag of crack, he actually had his um his one of his uh, secret service operatives go and buy it from somebody a few blocks from the White House. And, really? You know, yeah, yeah. True story. Um, um, but he he also put a lot more money into the war on drugs. That's something I don't necessarily agree with. But you know, all in all, I think he did an all right job. I don't yeah.
2: blame you, man. A lot of times, I think it's a complete waste. I mean, look how much money's been poured into it and spent on it, and still ain't got to beat. Yep. Yeah, it's as bad as cancer.
1: Well, uh, in today's politics, I guess uh, um, I guess. I guess it's big news. I hope it's big news that they did call a truce. And this is this is more of a pause than it is a truce. Everybody's like it's kind of like a ceasefire uh, with China and the trade war. And um, it's it's been here again. I'm not defending Trump necessarily, but here again, when when right is right, you got to say it. There has been some longstanding problems with China, and one of them has been to get China to, to to buy more merchandise from the United States. And probably one of the biggest ones that is a tripping point is they have been stealing more or less um, our intellectual property in terms of technology and things like that. You know, we, t- we heard a lot about the threat from Russia, and they may or may not be – a, a threat overall to the United States. I, I don't know that people in, in, in uh, Illinois are really that, you know, that threatened by Russia. But when you consider the amount of espionage that's going on uh, in the cyber world, it's probably affecting everybody, you know, yeah. what's going on with that. And uh, th- that's a big thing to just uh, let go So maybe this is a good thing uh, in terms of what he's done. He's 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 got their attention and said, you know, this isn't going to go without a cost to you. Um, I'll 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 go with you first on this, Shane. What's your opinion about this?
2: I think it's the right move. I've always thought he was doing the right move when it came to China. Now, Canada and Mexico, I couldn't understand tariffs on that shit. Exactly. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah,
3: that was that was that didn't benefit anybody. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was dumb as hell. But the ones on China I always agreed with because they don't spend no money over it and don't buy from us very much at all. But we buy a ton of shit from them. And Well,
3: interestingly, yeah. the Chinese come over here and buy up a lot of property and then just leave it sitting and um, try to jack up property values, too. It's actually a really big problem up in Canada right now because it's uh, hmm. hurting their cost of living a lot because Canada is a little bit more permissive with uh, like immigration stuff like that than we are. Yeah. So that's a thing.
1: Oh. Well, we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Um, for the main part of our program, you know, we we have a title, Baby It's Cold Outside, and we're gonna to get to that song here in a minute. Hmm. But but leading up to the song, uh, as kind of it kind of ties in. I I, I this isn't necessarily a sports show, but we do talk about sports occasionally, especially when uh, something happening in sports reaches the social conscious. And what we have going on right now with Kareem Hunt, I don't know if you guys have followed the details of the story. Um, he was playing for Kansas City and a very good football player. Okay, um, And over the weekend, I'm not sure when the story broke. It was about Friday or something like that. TMZ, TMZ Sports released a video of, of, of an incident, we'll call it, that happened in a Cleveland uh, hotel. And it shows him um, trading uh, punches or jabs, um, swipes, if you will, with a woman. Oh, God. And there's, a, there's a, uh, a guy that kind of, and a number of men that hold him back. And it's the video is kind of it's missing a few details, but uh, the crowd kind of moves and the the woman kind of falls into a, a squatting position, okay? She's kind of like in a squatting position, and he comes over and kicks her over. that's that, that's probably the one that really Boy, That uh, shot right there's probably really the one that really you know raised the roof on on social media. So, at that point, um, Kansas City uh, uh, let him go. And I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what the technical terms are of what the NFL is doing with him right now. Um, But the chances that he's going to play anytime soon are pretty slim. Now, some other things have come up, too. Not only is this allegation now uh, on the forefront of you know, the news cycle, but apparently there's there's been some other things come up with some fights and other things that he's been involved in over the past year or so. Yeah. And this is a guy who is at the top of his game. He, he was a, a shooting star in the NFL. Uh, now he lost that. He lost all of his endorsements. Um, and this isn't the first incident that we've had with players and uh, uh, women and so forth. Um. I, I, I don't know, is this a, is is what's going on in the NFL, is this something that is is an NFL problem? Or is this something that is, is a much bigger problem in society than what we realize, and there's just a large percentage of men who engage in this kind of behavior? Um, I'll start with you on that, uh, Shane. What's your opinion about that?
2: Uh, I don't think it's an NFL problem. I think it's a personal problem, because... Uh they need some anger management of some sort uh, for him to be striking, you know, trading blows with a woman like it. And uh, they, no they were
1: superficial blows. She was kind of like almost. You really have to watch the video, but it was kind of like you know she's swiping at him, he's swiping at her. Was there's it gut, more of a
3: punch or a slap?
1: No, yeah, this wasn't like a, a Mike Tyson punch. No. Oh, okay. You know, th- these were people like were arguing and kind of you know taking swipes at each other. There's people in between them. And, uh, but the, the scene that really upset a lot of people was him kicking her, kicking her over. Right. Now, w- w- whatever happened brought her to a squatting position. She kind of like went to her knees and he came over and he was still being restrained, but he managed to kick her enough that she
3: killed over. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't kick someone while they're down. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if there was a mutual fight, you know, I wouldn't have as big of a problem with it. But well, yeah, there, was no there was no
1: charges. There was no charges filed, and that's part of the story here too, um, which tells me that it, it kind of, just as the video indicates, it was more of like a you know an argument with people kind of flailing around, and the police probably really didn't have a whole lot of. I am I'm, here again. I'm. I'm I'm speculating, but the police probably didn't have a whole lot of fodder to say, "Yeah, we got to charge him or something. Uh, right. nobody was probably injured, and whatever. Maybe there were a lot of them were intoxicated. I don't know here again. I know when the police get called to a situation like that where it's late at night and a bunch of people have been drinking it's 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 almost impossible to sift through the mayhem. You just send everybody home okay. yeah um, so uh uh, there were no uh, charges filed, and the 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 Cleveland Police Department, from what I understand, did not release the video to the NFL. Now, how TMZ got their hands on it is a whole other thing. Uh, somebody leaked it, or somebody got paid off. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I, I, I'm and or maybe they they got it by requesting it somehow. I, I'm not, I'm unclear on that.
3: That could be a FOIA request.
1: Um, but um, anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, Jack is—is is, do you feel that uh, you know this is more common in society than than what we may believe it is? And, and the NFL is just—you know—these are the guys that are under the microscope all the time, and they're the ones getting caught.
3: I just think that it's something that's been in society forever. It's just now that there's cameras everywhere, and everybody has a camera in their pocket. We see more of it. It's yeah. kind of the same thing with police brutality. Like police would beat the crap out of people for you know years and years, and uh, it wasn't really a big outrage until you know the Rodney King situation. We finally saw a video of it,
1: right? Saw right. Saw
3: how it is. I would I wouldn't be surprised if like athletes uh, were in more domestic violence situations per capita than the average uh, public because you know you got yeah. a lot more alpha male type dudes who, in some yeah. cases, are taking supplements or you know, um, steroids or testosterone yeah. treatments that will affect mood and affect you the way that you deal with people and all that. Um, yeah. but I don't know. I think it's probably pretty much the same rate. I mean, around here, yeah. you know, I got neighbors who get in fights all the time, and uh, half the time the cops come by and just tell them to knock it off, half the time someone goes to jail. I mean, you know. yeah. Uh, I,
1: I've heard, uh, some of the people made the suggestion, and I don't know if this is true or not, That a lot of the athletes, um, you know, come from troubled backgrounds, right. uh, and uh, being that's, that that's the case, where they were maybe exposed to it or maybe the victim of domestic violence, then they're more predisposed to do it themselves. I don't know if that's true or not.
3: Oh, that wouldn't surprise me either, because you know you see a lot of interviews with various sports uh, stars and athletes who kind of treat being a professional um, or a you know a highly regarded high school or college football player as a ticket out of the ghetto and out of their oh, no. situation. Yeah. So it would not surprise me at all to see that, you know, maybe a higher number or a higher uh, instance of people coming from poorer backgrounds going into professional sports and yeah, yeah. being raised like that. I mean, I don't have data to back that up, but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, well, I, I know what I, and it's not just, uh, you know, people who come from poverty necessarily, but I can tell you from, from my experience with a lot of my friends growing up, I came from a culture that where dads push their sons to play football. And uh, this idea that you have to be a man, you have to go out and play sports, and you have to play football, and you have to take pain, and you have to do all that stuff is, is very much part of that, of that aggression culture. And uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Um, I, I can tell you that I had a lot of hostility just from what I had and what, what, what I had this, uh my come my way from my family was mild compared to what some of my friends did, oh yeah and uh you know in 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 my day if you uh in my day i'm not necessarily that i'm old but it, in, my day you mm. know back in, in in the culture of the time there then in, in the late seventies and, and through the eighties uh for men was you didn't tell your you know your your dad that you wanted to i don't know you know. Uh, play the flute or something like that, or go to ballet. Yeah, or do ballet or something like that. You know, then you know the the homophobic uh, BS started, and you had to go down that road. Um, and and the pressure to quote unquote be a man. I think uh, I think it's subsided in in, in society overall, but I've been willing to spe- to 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 speculate that in in contact sports. Uh, where sons want their, uh, where where fathers want their sons to be like that. I'd be willing to bet the pressure to instill aggression and take pain and all that other type of stuff is very much lends itself to that kind of a personality.
3: Well, it kind of comes down to the same nature versus nurture argument, too. Yeah, I mean, this is an argument that we've had forever as a society. I mean, is it how you're brought up, or your genes, or how your brain chemicals go? I mean, it's it's hard to say.
2: Even my, uh, my uh, brother, he's a neurologist, and he said there's a lot that we don't know about the brain still.
3: Oh, oh yeah. Sure. He barely scratched yeah. the surface.
2: Right. That's what he said. Pretty much yeah. his words.
3: Yeah. I and mean, psychology is more of a suggestion than a fact, if you really look into
1: it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why a lot of people have a hard time with well, I've I've over the years here again. Uh, psychological treatments were much more aggressive years ago, and I know a lot of people that I don't I don't feel that really had a whole lot wrong with them that their their parents just took them from one psychologist psychiatrist to another until one of them agreed that there was something wrong with them and got him into treatment for stuff, and he just didn't want to do the things that other boys did.
3: Well, I mean, know? we used to also put people into you know insane asylums because they got you know they had premarital sex or they did something else that society didn't like at the time like uh the one kennedy sister who i believe was put to in an in, in, or in a an asylum and given a lobotomy because she got yeah. pregnant yeah. or something out of or a wedlock i mean that was a common thing back in the day nowadays i Man, i guess how with the, the internet do you people, do that to your kid? that's what they did back then yeah Jeez. well it
1: was a botch. It, it was a botched lobotomy on, on top of it yeah, I mean, it, it was supposed to be um, um, much less aggressive than what it was, but the, the surgeon took too much. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a uh, lobotomy was bad enough, even when it's done well. Um, well, insane
3: asylums and all that, too, were a way to kind of put des- undesirable family members, you know, cut them out of the family pictures. Because you just yeah. uh, send them there and then just deny they exist. Yeah. And you can't really do that anymore. And I think that's another reason you're seeing, you know, more mentally disturbed and uh more focus on treatment and all that, you know, with therapy and counseling because we can't yeah. just shut away people anymore unless you're sending them to jail. Exactly right. And jails public record. So yeah. I mean, uh, suppose that a family member disappears, all you have to do is go on the internet to figure out where uh Mr. Jones's uh, son went and bam, there yeah. you go, jail, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that kind of leads us into, um, there was a, a Cleveland radio station, and they made the national news, the national news cycle on this. Um, there, there's an old, old Christmas song called Baby It's Cold Outside, and uh, I believe it was redone here recently by uh, Lady Gaga, and uh, the guy who's, who, I left my heart in San Francisco, the guy who sings that, he escapes my mind right offhand, um, but anyway, he um th- they did that duet uh and it was a commercial a uh, year or two ago. But anyway, um uh th- it was banned by this radio station. Okay. And uh th- th- the logic is is there's a, a a a atmosphere that is portrayed in the song that lends itself to date rape. Um your initial reaction, Shane, what would you say? Uh, Tony Bennett was
2: his name. Tony, Tony Bennett, Bennett. yeah, that's what it was. I yeah. think it's plumb silly, my damn self. I just think, you it's, know? I mean, it makes no damn sense to me why people got to get all their feathers all ruffled over the, this song. I mean, yeah. before long, you're going to take every damn song away because, hell, I could have anything that offends me. Yeah. I mean, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, I could say, well, I don't like his nose, and that song offends me. I mean, have, any damn yeah. why can't
3: it be green? Yeah. Why can't Rudolph's nose be green? Why does it have to be red? Why are yeah. you offending the Indians? Yeah. I don't yeah.
1: Know. Well, there was a controversy over Red Nose, uh Rudolph the Red nosed reindeer as well. Um about oh, bullying or something like yeah. that. I'm not sure. I, I I grasped that whole thing. Oh my god. Um, uh, my my, um, my initial reaction was that was to to be very dismissive of this story, uh Baby It's Cold Outside, my my initial analysis was uh, and i am not a fan of Christmas music, so you got to keep in mind the lyrics and the context of these songs are not at the forefront of what 's going on around me because I do not listen to Christmas music ever i, okay?
3: think christmas I, I don't music care should if it's illegal not,
1: I, don't, I don't care if it's on christmas mm-hmm. eve i don't i don't i don't do it but anyway and uh to me, the feeling of this song was was somebody who was just kind of maybe it's cold outside why don't you stay with me blah 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 it's kind of making his case to have the woman uh, stay with him as opposed to going home. And I, I kind of did this with, uh, when I was a child with, uh, my grandparents, I used to love to spend the night at my grandparents and my mom, my mom and dad would go out on Friday night. So they had me stay with grandpa and grandma on Friday night and Saturday, a lot of times I didn't want to come home. And my mom would call and say, do you want to come home? And I would say, no, it's snowing real bad. <laughs> and everything. Why don't I just stay here another night? You know. Right. So. It, it, in my mind, is that something sinister to just, you know, kind of make your case for staying where you're at? Uh, is, is that something sinister? I would probably say no, mm-hmm. but I got into some of these lyrics, and do you know there's there, there's a line in this song that says, what's in this drink? <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's what's always bothered me about that song. Yeah, th- now see, that that's different.
1: Um... Uh, and, boy, and making that kind of charming is something that uh, to me is a little disturbing. Right. Um, you know, the, the idea that uh, uh, you may be coercing someone to stay not only by talking about the weather and other things in a playful manner, but you may actually be spiking their drink um, is uh, with something more than alcohol. When without telling them, she's, you know, what's in this drink? Like she suspects something is off. Hmm. Um, th- that to me is, uh, it, 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 Shane, have you swayed at all on this by what I'm saying? Are, are you. I don't know exactly
2: what the author's interpretation of that was. You know, the guy that wrote the song, or the woman that wrote the song. I don't know who wrote it. I popped it up on
3: Wikipedia, and it says, What's in this drink was a common idiom of the period used to rebuke social expectations by blaming one's actions on the influence of alcohol.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah, and that's kind of, like I said, it it was spiked with either alcohol, or in today's society you could take it a step further and say there was something else in it, but the idea that you were, you you know, um, trying to... trying What's to drug up? someone yeah with even if it's just alcohol yeah um yeah and i would have to say that uh, I, I never really I, I don't know that social mores really um have advanced that much on my part because i never felt it was a good idea to try to try to get a woman drunk i, mm-hmm. I never felt that that was something that was yeah that's sound, that sounds like a good idea oh
3: why you want um, a drunk woman Many women are annoying as fuck when they're drunk. You ever been yeah. around a group of drunk women? You ever want to pull oh, I, oh out yes, I drums? have. Yes. Uh,
1: yes, I have. And I can tell you, I, 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 over years of working in the bar business and the nightclub business, I can tell you that women can be worse than men when it comes to be being belligerent. Oh, men. absolutely. Um, Yeah, uh, absolutely. But the, the idea is is that, uh, as, as and, and this kind of brings up the, the the point, too, is... When does a seduction become a rape? You know what I mean? Um, And that's maybe what this song, like you said, you know, what's in this drink, you know, to inhibit your uh, uh, yourself. Um, Back in the day, maybe that was part of, you know, the romantic thing of dressing up and swooping a woman off of her feet and, and, you know, giving her wine and all this. And that was somewhat, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a less sinister way was part of, of a seduction. But because of the fact that, you know, giving anyone alcohol, I mean, you, you could say that you know, this transcends what a woman might go through, but, you know, whether it be giving someone alcohol and trying them to get them to sign something, you know, a business deal or something, um, that would certainly be manipulative. Right. So when does seduction become manipulation, and when does it become even worse? When does it become rape? You know, and I would have to say that at this point in our society, that uh, you know, it, it, that line is going to be very hard to find for. A while. I was
2: going to say I don't think there's any clear boundaries in our yeah. society today. Nowadays, well, uh, you really got to watch your p's and q's.
3: Yeah, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but uh, one of my friends, I think my buddy in Columbus, told me that he had to watch a, um, a sexual harassment, like, Me Too video, where they were saying now that it's sexist and considered sexual harassment to hold a door open for a woman.
1: Yeah, now that's that's the other side of the extreme. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I well, this is a corporate a video... Yeah, this and wasn't and just some
3: jackass on the internet. Yeah. This was like a you know, corporate I, I, sexual I, I totally harassment
1: video. I totally get you. And that's where, you know, you, you go. You get to a point where uh, you, you're creating, I don't know, a situation where you can't communicate with anybody anymore without the slightest, you know, to me, I, I'm, when I'm coming up to a door, and I know there's somebody just a few steps behind me, whether they're male or female or young or old, I usually hold the door open for them
3: oh same here
1: okay and, and um to me it's just a, uh, a a common thing i don't feel good about you know shutting a door in someone's face hey,
3: you're just being polite <laughs> yeah i had a so, woman scream at me about that one time i held the door open for her and she started yelling at me about oh i can do this myself and why are you assuming that women are weak i was like dude i'll just hold the door open for you calm down yeah yeah, no, I'm not trying to hit on you. I'm not going to take you in the back and, you know, rape you in the dumpster. I was just holding the door open because you had your hands full. Like, calm down, dude. I'd like to yeah. elbow drop you now, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you want me to slam the door in your face? I'm okay with that now. Like, Jesus, don't be yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Uh,
1: Shane, you've been quiet. Any any comments on this?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just like you just said, though. I mean, all the the lines are are blurred. We don't know exactly how far you can go, and it's just, just best to, I mean, it's best yeah. really to keep your mouth shut nowadays, because you don't know what the hell.
1: Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll tell you that I probably wouldn't do is if if there was, let's say, a woman that's 10 or 15, 20 feet behind me, and I made an effort to stop and wait and then open the door and say, ladies first, or, you know,
3: something yeah. like that, that,
1: that in this day and
3: age, I probably would not do that. No. Oh, dude, even like 10 years ago, I would have agreed that's creepy.
1: Yeah. 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 that's something that I would yeah I mean i I don't I don't believe I've ever done anything like that but my point is is that that's probably what people are talking about when they say hold the door open for them I don't know that you know, if you're going through a simu- almost simultaneously going through a door with somebody and you hold the door open for them, that that's necessarily a sexist thing to do. Um, yeah, I When I go into a crowded restaurant, you know, whether it be a Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or something like that, and especially when I see somebody that's got small children with them uh, or they they have an older person that's, you know, got a cane or something and they're walking, I I, I automatically stand and I'll hold the door open for them. Oh, of course. You know, um, but yeah, to make it a, a gentleman, to go out of my way and make it a gentlemanly gesture, you know, that I would probably say, especially in the corporate world, I would not do. OK, that's something that in here again, I don't know that I've ever really done that. I, I just don't know that I ever really paid a whole lot of attention. and I'm I, And probably, you know what, I'm probably not the best person to talk about this because. I was so much of a loner, and I was so much in in my own little world for so much of my life that I (laughs) really—I was was a one-man show for a long time. And uh, I I don't know that I really paid a whole lot of attention to the fact, am I doing this because there's a female there? Or am I doing this because this person is a minority? Or am I doing this because, you know, somebody's real old? I I don't know. I just automatically— Kind of knew where the boundaries were, um, right. and I'm sure I've made mistakes over the years. Everybody has. I mean, I'm sure I've offended people for one time or another. But as a, as a as a as a as a habit, I don't know that I really treated anyone differently based upon who they were. I, I don't know that I consciously ever did that. Um, and and maybe we just need to be more like that. I don't know. And, and not that I'm perfect, because believe me, I've. I, I've where I've made mistakes is shooting my mouth off in the workplace about politics going on within the workplace. I, I've yeah. been too combative. Um, and that's where I've made my mistakes in life. But yeah. uh, socially treating people uh, one way or another based upon who they are, that's probably one of the things that I am not guilty of. Yeah. But. Somebody else might have a different opinion about me. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting to the, near, the end of the show here. And I uh, just want to say, uh, first of all, we will be back on again uh, this coming Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, uh, Sweet, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. And you can find us on Spreaker. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Tomorrow night, Sugar Shane, your crew, what's going on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. On, uh, In These Layman's Terms?
2: Um, we're going to uh, do our usual show. We're going to, I got the guys here and we're going to be talking some funny stories, but also we're going to have an interview tomorrow night with a musician from Australia. So he's supposed to call in, Skype in with us and we're going to interview him. So looking
3: forward to that. Okay.
1: Awesome. Uh, and yeah, a
3: couple of links to his songs, if you could, so uh, I can take a listen to him tonight. All right. I'll
2: try to, well, he sent them to me in a Facebook message. I haven't downloaded them yet.
3: No, I'll just copy paste it. Okay.
1: So anyway, you guys have that interview tomorrow. That sounds like it's going to be very very interesting. Uh, do check them out. They are the in these layman's terms again on Spreaker, and you now have the show on Apple Podcasts as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, Already now. Uh, all right. Very good. It usually uploads like instantly when the show is over too. So.
1: Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast tonight. We will be back Thursday night. Good night and be careful out there.
2: Have a good, uh, well, this day's Monday. Yeah, have a good few days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot.